0: this is wild endeavors an rpg actual play podcast welcome to our introduction episode i'm thomas marsetti the dm or gm if you prefer of this gaggle of adventurers New episodes of what we're calling the Shadows Campaign will be released every Wednesday. If you want to jump right into the story, you can with episode 1. You won't hurt our feelings. This introduction is not going to include anything that is vital to the understanding or enjoyment of the story. Think of this more as an author's foreword. We're going to share a little bit about the characters you'll soon be following, the world in which the adventure unfolds, and some background about how this whole thing came about. Over the course of this adventure, we'll follow the endeavors of a very unlikely group of, let's call them heroes, uh, as they attempt to rescue a young woman and end up finding out just how dark the shadows can get. Joining me in this endeavor are... My name is Evan. I play the character Leandros. He is a, uh, a high elf wizard turned necromancer who may have some devious things up his, uh, his sleeve. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out for him. Uh, my name is Devin. I play uh, Theron Nilo, a rogue thief, on an endless hunt to find his sister, Karen Nilo. My name is Adam, and I play Hans Gregor. He is a human fighter, kind of a Hercules-type, long, flowing hair. He's very full of himself and boastful, and he wields a a sword that he probably would tell you was the most beautiful sword ever created. I'm Nick. I play Eliath Kin, a human paladin. This is Eliaf's first adventure, and he's very nervous and unsure of himself, just like me. I'm Amy. I play Calico Bane, who is a lavender tiefling thief. My weapon of choice is poison, typically attached to some form of throwing knife. The Shadows campaign, which we hope is the first of many that we get to share with you, is run on the Dungeon World system. What will become quickly apparent to anyone who is well-versed in Dungeon World play is that this is our first attempt at the system. If you're not familiar with Dungeon World, you should absolutely check it out. It's a lot of fun and there's a lot of great storytelling mechanics built into it. Just so you have an idea of what is going on, in Dungeon World, the players make all the outcome determining roles. As the game master or dungeon master, I only roll for damage if they get hurt. Outcome rolls are made with 2d6 plus the appropriate stat modifier. On a 10+, the player succeeds. Everything goes off without a hitch. On a 7 to 9, the player succeeds, but it comes with compromises or a cost. On a 6 or lower, there's trouble. The trouble is completely up to me. This might mean that they fail at what they're attempting to do. Or it might mean that something in the shadows has suddenly taken an interest in them. Typically our group plays 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. In fact, this adventure is a spin-off of a D&D campaign. More on that in a little bit. So you'll see several D&D influences leak into our gameplay. My apologies to dungeon world purists. Our adventure is set mostly in the Land of Arya. A few homages aside, Aria is a world of my own creation. We do borrow heavily from D&D for things like its pantheon and the planar system. I have elaborate notes on the city's factions and history of Arya that I may post somewhere um, if enough people are interested. In the meantime, here's a little extra flavor for you. Arya is but one part of a much larger world. It is roughly the size of Russia. It is the ancestral home of the human race, though it has long been colonized by most of the other races. More than 3,000 years ago, an army of demons swept across the land, seeking to bring forth their god, the Great Devourer. Legend tells that ten of Arya's mightiest champions took up weapons of great power, known as the Crucius, and pushed back oblivion. In the years after the War of the Champions, in the dark ages of rebuilding what had been lost, the people of Arya realized they no longer had the means to cross the Great Sea. For many people, this meant simply losing access to luxury goods and exotic spices, so most of the people settled into lives of generally contented isolation. For the Shadows Campaign, we are less focused on these macro world issues so we could chase far more personal aspirations, though there are a few factions with background ties to our characters that are worth mention. The Augustalis Primarchy is the ruling power of the realms of humans. Most human cities and monarchs pay homage to the Primarchy and to the High King, Chaldeus Augustalis. The Primarchy rules from the city of Prahim. The Armalucius is the remnant of the Order of Paladins founded by one of the Ten Champions. They are not the only paladins in Arya, though they have the greatest numbers. Most of their holy warriors cut their teeth patrolling the remnants of the fallen city of Paragon. The Clasp, Devon's homage to Critical Role, is a thieves guild with cells in multiple cities across Arya. They are currently in the midst of a war with one of their former factions, now known as the Silence. The most contested battlefield of this cloak and dagger war is the city of Arthmore. The Cerulean Sons is a mercenary company that has in recent years expanded its interests and services into trade, diplomacy, and arbitration. They are based out of the free city of Beacon's End. The Vitari are a threefold caste cast of elves who have dedicated their lives, or at least the equivalent of one human lifetime, to perfecting a pursuit. The Path of the Creator calls artists, artisans, and farmers. The Path of the Caller is home to academics and magic users. And the Path of the Warrior calls those of martial skill and strategy. Shrines for each path exist in each of the elven cities. And so finally, what's the deal with the two campaigns? The adventure you're about to hear started as a short run we jokingly called What About Fenn? You see, in our other campaign, Than and another one of our player characters ended up over their heads against some phase spiders. Both characters were quickly reduced to sub-zero hit points. Having ever so wisely split the party before this encounter, there was no one to help these two. But I was just not happy with having the characters go out like that. I felt like there was no narrative merit to it. And I had inadvertently given us a totally plausible deus ex machina or, I guess in this case, a deus ex Arachina. Spiders, after all, often capture their prey to eat later. So I gave the two players a choice. Either they were captured and would be rescued by the party, but would suffer a terrible debility as a penalty for essentially dying. Or their character would disappear. Not necessarily dead, but be removed from the campaign for the time being. Devin, who plays Fenn, chose the latter option. After a couple months of wild speculation and questions in and out of the game about what was happening to Fenn, Devin and I decided to just play a few sessions to find out. We ended up having so much fun with the system and the story that was unfolding that the rest of the group brought some new characters into this new campaign, and my plans for a three-session short run quickly turned into a campaign that would run almost an entire year the result of which we will be rolling out every week, wherever you found this episode. Thanks for making it all the way through the end, and I hope that you'll join us in our future wild endeavors.